Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. James Francis Bryan of Iowa. Sheldon Willis, lot of gaming commission. Francois Pinot, captain of the league. Me, sir? I don't know who I am! I'm a botanist. I'm a Texas Ranger. I am a traveler in both time and space. Impersonating practically anybody. How do you like their man? Welcome everyone to Signways, the podcast all about the peaks and falls of actors' careers and Hollywood in general. I'm your, I'm not saying main host, but I'm not, we're co-hosts. <laughs> ah, I'm the first okay. host. I see how it I'm is. The introdu- I, I'm the silly bean of the show, yeah. Hannah, <laughs> with me, with the sense, I would say you're the sensible one, that's not that's true. That's not true. That's not true. The other no. silly, the, the, the rat king himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sean. Say hello, Sean. Hello. <laughs> it was your first time listening to the show. I, I love the way people will have picked Rising Sun as their uh, first episode Look, of the I, show. I don't want to make any bold statements, but I think this is going to be our best episode ever. I think it will be. We're all we're both giddy. I'm giddy. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sean's hung. On a scale of one... I'm actually fine today. It is yeah. currently quarter to six in the evening, so yes. he's had time to like regain his constitution. I was drinking late last night i stopped drinking at a reasonable hour maybe like 2 a.m so i had some time to sober up huzzah yeah um but what we do on sideways is that we pick an actor and we watch all of their movies in chronological order from their most famous movies to the most out-of-pocket unhinged barely them in it movies and i feel like this is the first movie of our first subject matt damon that he's actually in. Yeah, he actually had... This is his first starring role, I yeah. believe. In the credits, it says introducing Matt Damon. Like, yeah. he is in the opening credits of the film. Mm. It is a 1990 TV movie for Turner TV. Turner Classic Movies. Turner Classic Movies called Rising Sun. Sean did not like this movie. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, well, I... Sean has been... I have complicated... Sean feelings. has been anxious about this film. Since yeah, we finished last this, last recording. Since I like started looking into this film, I was like, I think I'm I think this is going to be bad. John thought this is gonna be the worst movie we watched until we watched Field of Dreams. <laughs> yeah. And then and it was now, like Yeah. Yeah, now I can comfortably say uh actually no, I'll, I'll leave that till the ranking where, at the end. But what this movie is about, it is about a man who works in it's set in first thing, it's set in 81. spring of eighty one. Yeah. Uh, it's a man who's like a manager of an automobile kind of starter, like engine starter company, mm. where the company is being shut down because it's the 80s and just corporations are starting starting to shut down, especially if they've been like bought by other companies because, you know, globalization. It's all the financial markets fault, see? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he's played by Brett, Brian Dennehy, I want to say. Yes, I think that. Who is like a super, an actor I was not on my radar at all. He's... He's one of those actors where I've definitely recognized him and I feel like he's been in a load of shit that I've seen. Do you know what he's in? What's he in? He is the voice of the dad in Ratatouille. <gasps> Whoa! He's Diego. Is either the dad or he's the brother in Ratatouille. Hell he's yeah. Diego. Uh, which I was like, yo. That's what the film's about. I love rats. Um, Sean loves rats. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you're interested at all in watching this movie before you listen to it's us. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. I don't actually know if you can rent it anywhere. Um, the YouTube we watched, which we will... I don't know if we could tweet it out, but if we can and not get in trouble, we'll tweet it out. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I see can. no reason why we couldn't. But it's like a perfect... One of the conceits we had for the show is it's like finding these movies that don't exist anymore. And I feel like this is the perfect way to have watched this movie. Because the version we watched 
is a VS uh, like a VHS rip yeah. from like the the Turner website, like the you know Turner it's, that it's... someone is like paused it during the commercial play recording during the commercial breaks. Yeah, I feel like there was some bits that were missed in that. In... I felt like there was like at least like a minute or two of content that got cut out because of the the ad breaks, uh-huh. but. I'm not going to complain about that. Um, so yeah, big recommend. I, a fun way to experience watching a movie. Yeah. Um, and like, you can see like the, the like CRT TV, like kind of scan lines on it yeah. as well. I thought um, that was very fun. I tried to get it on my CRT TV, but I, I couldn't figure it out. You need to get, you need to rip it onto a VHS and put it <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I wrote a letterbox review because I was like, oh shit, this I movie did. has no, this movie has four, five reviews now because I've written one on letterbox and it has like 86. I think this will be the movie not like that will be the least watched of this whole thing. Yeah. Um, we are going to be the only podcast episode ever on this movie. I feel like it is a perfect movie to watch at two o'clock in the afternoon on summer holidays in your grandma's house when she doesn't have cable you yeah. know that's that's the vibe of this movie right it, do you yeah mean, i agree yeah, yeah no, like I, you're watching rt yeah and, and it's, it's just on it's just on yeah, it's and a way to pass an hour and a half yeah yeah um so yeah that's what we think before we get started but we have a yeah. few things on the agenda today last episode i realized that if sean doesn't like the movie we need to find <laughs> we need to pass the time um and also just so we're not like every other movie podcast we just, we're gonna do a little a little five minute ten minute what we've been viewing viewing this month and a half ago that we're recording this so you're now yeah. listening to this <laughs> so sean what have you been up to this week media wise uh media what are, oh god i hadn't thought this far ahead um, <laughs> you wanted to do this yeah. session <laughs> Uh, media wise, I caught up on Succession. Um, oh, it's the Friday. The, be- yeah, it's the Sunday <sighs> before the finale. The finale is dropping tomorrow yeah. when we're recording. Um, I'm unhappy. Uh, yeah. I've been brief Succession tangent. I've yes. been a Succession girly since like 2019. For a while, yeah. Yeah, I was. I decided to watch it when season two was airing, and I couldn't watch because it, it was when season two was airing and I was away. But I binged like I had watched season one flying moving to canada oh shit because okay. it was on the plane and then i sure. watched it wait like, you lived in canada hey now <laughs> um be nice to me um so i've been like hoodering and hollering about succession for years and I'm, i think now all of you guys you guys being my friends um have started watching it like this season i feel yes yeah i i got started watching it like um two three months ago something like that i feel like less i feel like season four it wasn't airing yeah it might have been less yeah um yeah shit's good great show yeah great show very um, sad yeah shout love. out to you and roy the best boy oh you and i think i love i love all of them in their own special way <laughs> but you is probably the most human of them all definitely yeah yeah, yeah. Um, he has no time for any other shit yeah it's great anyone who thinks greg is the best character deserves prison time Correct. Yeah. My housemate, Reen, loves Greg. Reen, this is a call-out post for you. <laughs> yeah, um, this is on air. <laughs> <laughs> you can like Greg, but if you're like, Greg's my favourite character. Nope. <laughs> um, and this is coming from a Kendall Roy girlie. Um, I, yeah. I know I went out shame. But yeah. yeah. Very sad for Succession. Um, yeah. Um, um, what's, happening across, what's happening with the X-Men? What's happening with the X-Men? You've got 30 seconds. Uh, no X-Men this week. Okay. I, I haven't gotten to swap my comics out this week because there just hasn't been anything out okay. that I was reading. 
Shit's about to get bad for the X-Men, though, I within sh- the next month or so. I should do my X-Men homework. Yes. Do you want to tell the story about when I didn't do my X-Men homework for three months? Very briefly, when I load up my when Goodreads. You, when you stole my, my one of my favorite comics of all time from was... my, my very hands, taken you, from me. You gave it to me. Yes. Um, as I believe was mentioned at some point during one of these episodes, I'm a big comics guy. I love the X-Men. X-Men is my jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Since like 2019, X- X-Men had like a big kind of reboot in 2019. Yeah. And since then, Golden Age. It's been getting better and better as it's been going since then. And it's, it's about to all come rocks. crashing down. <laughs> yeah. Only we'll... Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I did like a little book club thing. I got a bunch of my friends to read it and I gave Hannah my like physical copy of it and then she didn't read it. I did read it. <laughs> the problem with doing a book club with comics especially is comics lend themselves so well to just a big binge yeah and we were doing this book club over the space of like a month so you do like you you sit down and read it and you're getting really into it and then you put it down and i'm just mm. someone that if i put something down like that it's very hard for me to pick it back up yeah i did pick it back up i did you finish did it. you did finish it and, and i, when I did I was, get it back eventually once i was like i'm going to finish this i finished it pretty quickly yeah um oh ooh, that's my food we'll take a brief commercial break folks <laughs> We back. We're back. We're back. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I watch. I caught up on Yellow Jackets as well. Season yes, yes. season two just ended. Is it better than season one? You didn't like season one. So Yellow Jackets season two. Oh God. This is another thing where I don't know if I'm enjoying it or not because there are parts of it that I really like. I still like the whole wilderness, the the you, actual past timeline. I like. You net didn't like. Sp- the actress who plays the like crazy, like the alcoholic friend, you do you, hate. Do you care about no, Yellow Jackets? Okay, yeah. uh, Yellow Jackets season two finale spoilers is going to be coming out long after it. It's um, a month and a half from now. Yeah. She dies in the finale. Oh, and I was like, I was like, yeah. Did yes. um, your one who's from New Zealand die, or is she still going? She's still going. She's Excellent. still around. Love Mel- her. Melanie Linsky. Is Love that her? Melanie yeah, she's great. She's, great she's fantastic. Yeah. And there is a very fun subplot in season two in the Past. like no, in the present timeline uh-huh. that kind of kept me going through it. Does she kill because, someone at the end of season one? Yeah. And yeah. there's a load there's a whole thing about trying to cover it up. But what happens in season two is this guy who describes himself as a citizen detective. Oh fuck um, me! I'm gonna love like, season two. He's like he's like a, a Reddit commenter, like <gasps> true crime fan. Stumbles across this and starts like investigating oh, the, it. The, her the murder she did. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna love season and two. And he's played by Elijah Wood. I know Elijah Wood's yeah, in it. Yeah. He's fantastic. Elijah Wood's in an incredible actor. He's so good in this as well because he's just playing like this absolute like freak. This like real he's like so good very little freaky boys. A very kind of like pleasant friendly outgoing kind of guy but just completely like i think him and insane. christina ritchie are meant to have yes, a lot of scenes they're yeah because because she starts looking into it like finding out we will mark this as spoilers yeah we'll mark we'll, all we'll this do as, it yeah i said yellow jacket season two spoilers um, we'll put a little timestamp in yeah. for when this ends but uh yeah the, the the two of them kind of like team up and it's very fun it's a show that's like i only i've only watched season one and season one i was like this could be great mm. it's only good at the moment like, yeah it's a, i would agree and i think season two is better 
from what I've heard. I think the wilderness stuff in season two is way better than the wilderness stuff in season one. Season one's very, like, these are just a bunch of teenage girls trying to survive. Yeah, yeah. season two is when things start getting bad. Yeah. Because it gets to their first winter. Yeah. And, uh... They've run out of food. Yeah. <laughs> or have they? No, 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 no. Well, everyone knows there's cannibalism in the show because they, yeah. they show it in the first scene. I think something smart they did in the show is they don't let you know how many survivors there are. We have a solid idea now. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also watched Bo is Afraid. How's Bo? No Matt Damon. He's, he's good. No Matt Damon in it. I was very sad about that. Uh, that is a good movie. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I will watch it sometime. I don't want to talk much more about it because... I don't know how I would without. Give, like, yeah, it's it's an Ari Aster movie. You can't discuss it with not, people without spoiling. Not even without spoiling. I just don't know how I would talk about this movie because yeah. <laughs> it's it's not like Midsummer or Hereditary. Yeah. It. Does he do the camera flip? Oh, I don't remember if he did. I yeah. didn't notice if he did or not. Um, <laughs> it's in the opening scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's a fucking bizarre film. Yeah, I've heard it's bizarre. Yeah. Um, Maybe like half an hour too long, but yeah, that's kind of tracks for Aster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what have you been? What have you been watching? Ham? I've not been watching that much. You were watching something today. I was watching something today. We will get to that momentarily. <laughs> uh, I read uh, my things. I read a lot because I'm a fucking nerd. Um, and Bud.com, I read like a book. So I just finished. Um, it was won the Woman's Prize in 2021. Um, I'm gonna say this wrong, but it's like Penaris, Penaris. By Susanna Collins. You've, have you ever read Dr. Narrow and Jonathan Strange? Or Jonathan no, Strange? I haven't. Great I've heard book. really good things I about have it. a copy if you want to borrow it. Hell yeah, um, and I'll not give it back. Everyone steals my books. <laughs> Everybody steals my books. Um, but it's just like, I got I like really recommend it. I say it's good on audio. I read it physically. Um, it's just about a, a, a man who lives in a house, and the house has many beauties and provides many treasures and it's his job to look upon the majesty of the house and it's like what a the fuck? yeah so it's this i love that narrative device where it's like someone writing in their journal yeah but then there's points where he looks back in the journal and he uncovers things oh it's very fun i don't want to give too much away because what the book it's a really short book it's only about like 240 pages okay so it takes about 50 pages to kind of get to what it's trying to get to but because it does it in a way that's like, it's so short, it gets to that point really quickly, if that makes sense. Sure. Really good. Really recommend it. Really good, like, sit down and, like, travel read. Like, I read, um, like, Flying on a Plane, and I read, like, a third of it on the plane. Okay. So that was really good. But the main thing I wanted to talk about... <laughs> not, not hours ago. Not hours ago. It finished two hours ago, is um, a love one, though. Everyone who, everyone who knows this has just groaned. <laughs> um, they were like, oh, fuck's sake. Um, so Monaco was today, which is like one of the biggest races of the year. And it wasn't fun. It was actually, um, Sean has heard this in like passing, but I've been really disappointed with the season so far because it's just mm. not been, it's just not been as good as other seasons. Okay. And a lot of that is like, they've been taking way, way more breaks for whatever reasons. Like last weekend. Like between races? Yeah. Okay. So like two races have been cancelled this year so Damn. far. So like last year was it, last week it was in Italy and it got cancelled because it was floating in the region. Which is totally right. fair. Really understandable. And then they were meant to go, like the third race was meant to be in China and it got cancelled because of COVID and stuff. Sure. Um, so it was like a month long gap. So there's just not been that much hype and you know, I haven't been that like, hyped. But when, this. When in the year does the Formula One season start? March. March okay. to November. 
cool. So like you, what normally happens is you'll go like two weeks or a week and then it'll be a race and there might be like two or three races in a row um, and then you'll have another break. But because of these races been cancelled, it's been a lot of like two races and then a month off, two races and a month off. So it's just been a very like season. Sure. Um, and the main problem has been that all my boys have left me. <laughs> <laughs> all the boys are gone. All the boys are gone. Um, and his sad race boys. Oh, my sad race Germans. <laughs> um, because my favorite driver, shout out Sad, love you. Um, he retired at the end of the year and then my other favorite driver got fired. So I've, I've been down in the dumps. Mm. I've been in, I've been sobbing, sobbing <laughs> for the last few months. Um... So we were hanging out on Friday. We're recording this on Sunday. We're like mm. hanging out. And I just am like sitting on my chair on my phone. And then I suddenly like leap out of my seat. <laughs> yeah, she like runs around to me. <laughs> I'm like, Sean, Seb's at the race. <laughs> Supposedly he ran away from all the cameras. Oh, really? They were trying to interview him and went, no. And just like dodged out of the way. Like stuck to hug, hug some people and then kept fleeing. Nice. So I've been like a little pep in my step. Hell all yeah. like, And then it's been like a friend like, um, I watched the quali yesterday and it's in Monaco, which is like one of the best, race, like best qualifying sessions of the year, but usually a really bad race. Okay. But the race was really good today. Hell yeah. Because it started raining halfway <laughs> through and then people kept crashing and oh, it was, oh, you love to see it. Very fun race. I'm sad at the outcome a little bit because, um, the guy who is in second place is my dad's favorite driver and it's the team my old favorite driver used to run for mm. so i know what crimes they like to commit on their drivers <laughs> and they did do a slight crime against alonso but i won't discuss it too Damn. much but the man of the hour the myth the legend the moment himself is <laughs> esteban ocon esti bestie sean's favorite f1 driver I, I guess sure you're the only one you have a passing liking to is he the one he's who... the one who got fired and drive to survive yeah no yeah, yeah no I've, I've watched the first like three episodes of Drive to Survive. This guy seems all right. He seems he's lovely. He loves Spider Man. Oh he hell a yeah! Spider Man themed helmet this nice. year. Um and yeah, I, I love Esty Bestie and he got P three, so he got to be on the podium in Monaco. First French driver to be on the podium in like since nineteen ninety six. And he got out of the car. There was more of a cheer for him than the two guys who like finished higher than him. <laughs> and then he was like, Esty Bestie's on the podium, baby, and nice. I'm like. Hell yeah, he Hell, is. yeah, very happy. Yeah. Um, you're gonna have a bad time during the Ford versus Ferrari episode because I'm gonna be. That's, <laughs> Hannah's gonna talk about so yeah. much motorsport. Um, I mean, look, we have to get through the Kevin Smith films before that. Yeah. So uh, and now we're. I'll have done my time. Yeah. But now that we're twenty minutes in. Yeah. Speaking of speaking Matt Damon of, movies. Done. I hope you enjoyed our our prelude. Yeah. But now we are going to do what needs to be done, which is really ridiculous that we haven't done it yet, but it just hasn't feel like it's appropriate to do it yet, mm. which is to talk, talk about, about Matt. Talk about Matt. So I think a productive thing is to talk about where, like, the point Matt is now at in his life. Because I think Matt's life feeds a lot into, like, what the fuck he's doing in this film. <laughs> yeah. So like Matt Damon, he's born in like 1970 in Boston. He's from Cambridge, Massachusetts, where Harvard is. Okay. So he's from Harvard. Sure. His dad is a stockbroker. His mom was an early childhood, uh, like early childhood education professor oh, in like cool. another college in Boston, in like Connecticut. Yeah, shout out to teachers. So shout out to teachers. 
His parents, they moved away for two years and then his parents got divorced when he was two and they okay. moved back to Cambridge with his mom and he lived in like a six person house, like a six family house. Okay. So like, I don't think they were very like wealthy. Like they were wealthy, but you don't really know. And he said, and this is my favorite thing on Wikipedia. He said, due to his child, his mother's by the book approach to child rearing, <laughs> he had a hard time defining his own identity. And then what he, book is she going by? She she was just like this is what you did like obviously because she was a professor in like early childhood education yeah. and stuff she was doing like that whole okay. thing but also you know like have you heard about how the Kennedys were brought up because they're no. from oh, Shaw oh. their mother would like ration how many hugs they got a year what by the their fuck? age because she wanted to build by their like age? by their age so she was like by the time they're like twelve they shouldn't be hugged anymore. Oh, there like there's a reason that oh, Kennedy's all fucked fuck? up. Yeah, it's really it's it's weird. Um, but yeah, he went to like Cambridge Alternative School, sure, and then he went to Cambridge Ridge and Latin School, which has a, a, a Wikipedia article, so you know it's um sus. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there a controversy section in there? Let's check. There's a arts section. Oh, it meant it has a really good um arts program. That's okay. great. So it's like, who knows? It's probably, yeah. I can't tell if it's fee paying or not. It probably is. Matt seems like he's middle class. Very importantly, he performed in several theatre productions where he met his acting teacher who inspired him to become an actor. He also met Ben Affleck. Whoa. Whoa. And then he attended Harvard where he was a, a resident of Loyal House and a member of the class of 92. So he obviously films this in a summer break in Harvard. Mm. So he's studying English at Harvard this comes out in 1990 um, and is the movie that we've been procrastinating talking about for 25 minutes on yeah. Bear of Power recording. It's probably only 20 minutes for the Probably, yeah, we can chop out we a little bit when the food stuff. arrived and, yeah. And us shit-talking. Um, <laughs> Rising Sun. Rising Sun. How do you, how do you, how do we describe Rising Sun? Um, I would describe it as quite kind of boring. It's mid- Mid? Mid. I would I say, would say slightly below mid. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would put... We'll get to the rankings later. We'll on. get to the yeah. rankings. So what Rising Sun's about, it is about a family. It's about like a father and a son. Who, yeah, the mother isn't really in it much. The mother is in it. A little. She's in like the dinner scenes. She's in the dinner scene. She has kind of a significant role in the last third of the movie. Yeah. Which is like, we can, we'll get there when we get there. But it's... um. It kind of follows this man, Brian Dennehy, who seems like a nice guy at the start. Or he just seems like a... And then you learn more about him. Then you learn him. more yeah. about him. And he's just... Sean's face right now. Sean does not want to talk about this movie. <laughs> it is so funny. Yeah, so Brian Dennehy's character, Gus, is a... I believe he was specifically like general production superintendent or something Some like that. Some made up title. Yeah. Yeah. At, uh, he works down at the factory and yeah. they make like car parts. Yeah. Um, it's like in Pennsylvania, I think. Yeah. Um, but um, the, the company that he works for has recently been bought out by a Japanese company. Yeah, ITG, and, I think. Yeah, and their, their factory is going to be shut down. And that's kind of, we find that out about halfway through. The factory gets shut down like an hour in. Yeah. He finds out, say, in the first 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He finds out very early on. Yeah, because he assumes that they, they've already gone through, like, significant layoffs, layoffs and, and he's yeah. assuming that that's just going to happen again. Yeah. And he pulls a guy to the side and he's like, um, it's like, hey, what's yeah. what's going on? And he's like, we're all done. We're yeah, all we're, we're all done. Yeah. Um, 
the there's a character I really liked in the movie that was the union guy. Yeah, Ed. Ed. I, I liked him a lot as He's well. He's just a very He's great. for this being made in the nineties mm. and this being about the eighties and it's about union representation. I thought it was a very positive representation of like union management and workers which yeah, is just like yeah someone who's like i have to represent my people and i'll always have their back but i'm gonna like i'm i'm here to also like make sure that we have a decent like working relationship yeah. um yeah. and he's like very kind to him later on in the film and it's he like is, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but they have a very the line that called me out yes you said this earlier yeah i got a message from hannah when she was watching this earlier on saying that she has been called out it's him and Ed's conversation. We'll get to Matt Damon's subplot or yeah. his kind of role in this, but this is kind of the this is the main. This is the, this is what the movie's about. This Matt Damon movie. is a Matt Damon is a secondary he's a supporting character. role. Yeah, in this. Supporting he's role. not really a main character. Yeah, they're not production people. They're business school graduates. Mm. They call themselves asset managers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it's me. Um, and I did pause and go, he he he. But no, it's. So that's, that's what the movie is about. It's following this man whose whole life he has worked in this factory and it's from, like, you, you find out as the movie goes on that he, like, served in World War II. Yeah. He, like, dropped out of high school to go fight in the war, came back. Yeah, like, lied about his age to yeah. get into the army. Get, gets a job from the owner of the factory who, the son, the son is the guy he pulls the side for the conversation. Yes, he is. So yeah. it's like, he's worked in this factory all his life and he's probably in the 60s by the time the movie starts and the factory shuts down and he needs to he needs to find a new job and he's he just would've, he would have been in his 50s like late 50s yeah because yeah. he was 16 when he went to war yeah and I was like 35 years ago yeah well 40 if he well, goes to the war yeah so he would be like mid to late 50s yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and the wife doesn't work because it's the 80s yeah. um, or like you know whatever and he has two kids, Des, who's a lawyer, and like a big, a big you think it's a big shot lawyer, you literally find yeah. out he is not a big shot lawyer. And his son, Charlie, played by... Our a, boy. Matthew Page Damon. MPD. MPD himself. <laughs> the movie literally starts with Matthew Damon. Yeah. Um, it's him, Matthew like, Damon. coming home from college. Yeah. Uh, earlier than the family expect, and he's like... He breaks into he the breaks f- into the house and they think that they're being broken into so yeah. they're freaking out. Um He looks so young in this. He really does. He looks like a child. Yeah. Um, Not as young as he looked in Mystic Pizza. Where I would he say. is like where he is like an actual child. Yeah. yeah. Um Well Matt Damon's plotline in this movie is he is just a young man who has a lot of I think it's a story that is quite um like common in a lot of people who say grew up in like a working class family and their parents want them to have like a, a more middle class kind of life where there's a lot of like expectations and pressure put on you to like get get one of the jobs like being a lawyer being a doctor being an architect yeah and he's just he just doesn't want to do it yeah he's doing is it pre-med pre-med yeah, yeah. um and it's like implied he has like a panic attack during a test and he just he just drops out. Yeah, he yeah. just goes. Yeah. He has, hasn't even like dropped out. It's just, The feeling is like he's just... He's about to. He's Yeah, he's like going to flunk this semester and then drop out. Yeah. Um. So the whole kind of conflict between him and his dad is he's waiting to tell the dad. But he doesn't tell the dad till like the <laughs> end of the movie. I think the problem with this movie is it's a story that is like pretty common especially in that time and there's no real 
resolution. There's no yeah. yeah like it just the 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 only resolution there really is is the between him and Matt Damon. Yeah. yeah, but you know the factory is going to close. There's a scene where there's like his kind of big emotional scene. There's two big emotional scenes in the movie. I think he would say or two or three. Mm. Um, and it's a scene where he like tells the workers the factory gets shut down, and it happens so early on in the movie. But then there's not you kind of just slowly slips into madness, you know. Yeah, he is the best way to describe. He really like breaks under the pressure of this happening. Yeah. Um, um, and it is implied a little bit later on that this isn't the first time that this has happened to him as well. Oh, that um, he's breaked under the pressure. Yeah. 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 Uh, because, uh, Des talks about it when he sh- finally shows up that mm. like he was also kind of a piece of shit to him. Um, yeah yeah like not in the same degree as like his entire life's falling apart because he no longer yeah. works for this job but it's just like um, a father of in the 60s and 70s are you know there's a reputation about them for a reason yeah maybe not the best fathers yeah um, yeah he does he does slap matt damon he does slap the matt damon a lot yeah he pushes that boy he pushes down him down the stairs yeah yeah um matt damon's plot in this movie yeah so, oh God, I, so I started watching this about 45 minutes after Sean and I know the exact, so Sean texted me saying he started to watch the movie yeah. and then he texted me again 50 minutes in me like this is fucking awful <laughs> yeah. and I was like, oh no, I'm really worried because <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I don't think it's awful. I think it's a watchable movie. I would never want to watch it again. Yeah, I, I, I softened on it a lot as it went on. There is a scene which I was like, oh fuck me. It's the scene where Matt Damon confronts his ex-girlfriend. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Matt Damon's not... Yeah. It's his first time properly acting on camera. You can tell. He's rough. Yeah. She, God love her, she's, she's, not, a, she's not a great no. actress. I don't have many notes on Matt Damon, except for the fact that, for some reason, everybody offers him beer where he, when yeah. he first gets back to the town. Like, one of the first things that almost everybody who he meets says to him is, hey, do you want a beer? Uh-huh. I thought that was funny. Uh, like for him being on the poster like he it's it's very much about I'm if you can hear paper in the background I just spilled some of my beer so I'm wiping it up with cider um it's very much like it's an odd film because there's just a lot of like filler scenes but the filler scenes are the entire movie I can't yeah no that's a that's a really good way of describing it actually yeah it there's very few scenes that feel like they're actually progressing anything. Yeah. Um, um, and like, there's. <laughs> you get a lot of scenes of Matt Damon and and his and Brian Dennehy, yeah. uh, Gus and Charlie, just spending time together, and it's like I do think it's well done in that. You can see Gus is really proud of his sons, and his sons are like really stifled by how proud, of. Them, yeah, their like, dad is and like the expectations that he's putting on them because of that yeah, yeah. and there's like an ongoing motif in it for anything they do the dad overblows yeah so like there's a thing where like there's a scene the, the Charlie and his dad are like volunteer firemen and they have this whole bit where like um the firemen who like all work for the company as well are like do, getting CPR training and Charlie's asked to come down because he's he saved a kid in who was drowning 
And so he's done CPR before he's saved a life, so he knows what he's doing. And then we're doing the next scene is them like driving home. Glass. Um ice. Ice. <laughs> and the next scene they're driving home and Charlie's like, I didn't do CPR, I tipped his neck back. And the dad's like, Well that's part of that's that's a maneuver. That counts. Yeah. Yeah. Um in that scene with CPR dummy where like they make a really big deal out of the company donating the CPR dummy. Yeah. yeah. And um there is like fucking Gus calls out one guy, I think he was a company Eddie? worker specifically, Emmett. Love Emmett. Um, who's just this like older dude. Um Gus asks him to come up and say a few words and he says thank you <laughs> and that's it. Gus asks him to say a few more words and he says thank you very much and then he's out of the movie and never shows up again. Sean's favourite character. <laughs> My favourite character. Um, uh, I like Billy as well. He was... Uh... Yeah, that's a sad scene. Yeah. What happens with Billy at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's... <sighs> We're moving... Like it's so... The whole time you're waiting for... A, you're waiting for the factory to shut down and you're waiting for Matt Damon to tell his dad that he doesn't want to do college. Yeah. And there's a lot of scenes where it's like... Matt Damon, they go to a, their like lake house. I thought that was very funny where they're talking about it and the dad's like, we've invited Caroline, who's the ex-girlfriend. Because mm, he hasn't told them... Has he told them that they broke up? He's told them they broke up because it's implied he like dumped her before he went to college. Okay. Because he's in second year of college. So he might he must have dumped her the summer before or something. Yeah. Um, but it's they're saying, Oh, we invited Caroline to the lake and he's like, Oh please, please no, because we're we're an ex couple and they're like, Well, we didn't dump her. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just um but he has his her, an own girlfriend at home call or own girl back in college called what's her name? I don't remember. I don't remember. She's in like three scenes. Yeah. Matthew does a lot of macking in this movie. He does, yeah. yeah. Good for him. Yeah, well, well done, Matt. Yeah. But yeah, it's just... You're waiting for Matt Damon to tell his dad he wants to drop out of college. He, Matt Damon kisses a lot of girls. He drives around and tries to, like, quits a job and then tries to get a new job at the factory. And they're like, son, we're about to get shut down. That's not that's not happening. Yeah. And at the same time, Brian Dennehy is losing his fucking mind. I did like that um, when Matt... Damon was looking for a job. It was Ed, the union guy that he went to talk yeah. to about it. I was, I was going, oh no. It was very the river coveted. Yeah. I want to talk about the factory a little bit. Go for it. Because there's something that drove me fucking mental. Please, Sean, I've been talking so much. There are Please s- tell me, get me to stop. There are so many scenes that are in the factory yeah. of people having conversations that we need to hear. And they just leave all the factory noises in. <laughs> so it is impossible to hear anything anyone is saying. It's such a bizarre movie to look at. And obviously we watched a, like, a YouTube upload of a, P- uh, like a VHS rip. Yeah. So it's going to be bad quality. It's not a... Like, it's competently shot. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah. it looks like a student film. It does. You can tell that it had like no budget. Yeah. It was a filler for time. Yeah. Um, uh, what other notes do I have? Um, so I was wor- I mentioned in the last episode that I was worried that they would get some some racism in here, and uh, yeah, they they kind of do. They kind of do. Yeah, but it's um, it's not in a like you were worried that the racism was going to be caricatures of Japanese people. Yes, I was. I was yeah. I was very worried that they would have like the 
like Japanese company who are buying them like they'd have like representatives show up and it there would be is terrible a representative shows up during the CPR scene but it's just a white dude in yeah the it's just a guy um, which honestly that's that's how it is yeah Brian Dennehy does at one point <laughs> exclaim that he will he refuses to work for the Japanese yeah um, because he fought them in World War 2 see not that the other implication I had with that I think that's one reading you can have with it the other mm. thing was he's so burnt after working with them in like this sure which I think both are probably true yeah it's, yeah. it's probably you know I would like to think if it was like I'm trying to get any other country that has a major car manufacturing presence but all of them have fought America at some stage um, <laughs> hmm uh, <laughs> If it was like Renault, sure. like had bought their plant and then shut them down, he'd be like, "I don't want to work for the frogs ever again." Yeah, you know, it's yikesy, but not yikesy that you're like, "This movie's deplorable." Yikesy. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. there's also the Papa San scene, which is I was losing my mind at. There was um, it's... something a man in that era would say. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, where they're at dinner, I can't remember what it was. So much of this movie has just... I watched this earlier today. So much of it has just immediately left my brain. Mm -hmm. It's such a nothing film. It doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If you're listening to this and you like writing Wikipedia articles, please write one for this movie. (laughs) You'll have our eternal thanks. Thank you. I can't remember what it was that said it all. There's a lot of meals in this. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fucking Gus is just talking about how... Oh, yeah. Yeah, about how, like, the Japanese have, like, respect for their elders. Mm-hmm. And the way he the way he does that is he just says the word, like, there's there's a moment of silence or whatever, and he mm-hmm. just says, Papa-san. It's a term that the Japanese use as a show of respect for their elders. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's fucking insane. Yeah. He does also talk about, like, he gets into a weird honor thing as well when he's talking to the workers when they do the big strike. Yeah. Um, he talks about how, like, Japanese factory workers have, like, honor and, and passion for their work and, and shit. His, his, like, relationship with Japan is fucked. It's really weird. Because it's not, like... It's, it is kind of fundamentally racist, but it's not racist in a, like, I hate all... Like, he doesn't say any, like, slurs or anything like yeah. you know it's not bad in that respect but it's like does he loathe the Japanese or is he just like angry at them he, like you can't get a read on it I feel I, I mean, feel like if he was around today he would love anime <laughs> he would be a weeb oh god um, he has a sword he does have a sword he has a sword it's implied the sword is that guy's sword yeah yeah so I think now we should talk about Dez there's, there's Des, yes, Dez, yes, and then yeah. I want to talk about when he goes to the job agency because I really like that scene. But Dez, I, I also, oh yeah, the job agency scene was fun. Yeah, yeah. Dez um, is Matt Damon's older brother, who seems significantly older than Matt Damon. He is quite a bit older, yeah. Um, which does make sense when you realize like the the dad's quite old. Yeah. Um, where he's like a hotshot lawyer, and everyone's talking like there's a this whole kind of thing of like Dez is coming, Dez is coming. Like the dad is so enthusiastic about Dez and then Dez appears and Sean how would you describe uh, Dez's like five minutes in this movie 
he doesn't like his father. No. He's not a particularly good lawyer, <laughs> um, from what we can tell. Um, he he just kind of like sits out with Matt Damon, has like... Matt Damon's plastered on... Matt Damon is not doing good. <laughs> no. Um, has a beer and just kind of like... He's kind of talks about the dad and like about how he's a dickhead. Just as like, I hate my life because yeah. I'm a corporate... It's like a typical corporate millennial speech now of someone who's in like... They're in mid-30s and has like gotten this career working in like a big company. And I think he says like, I'm like one of 300 other lawyers just reviewing contracts for 12 hours a day. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I know these. I know someone who does this. Like, this is their job. Yeah. You know. Um, and you're just like, buddy boy, it's the 80s. <laughs> you're fine. You can buy a house. Yeah. Um, don't give out. And he just hates his life and he's like... Oh, the reason I have this shitty life is because of dad. Because yeah. dad ex- had all these expectations of me and always big me up and everything. Mm. And then he's gone. And, he's and then he leaves and he doesn't show up again. Never appears in the movie again. Yeah. Brian, then he's slowly losing his mind. There's mm. the scene when... Sorry, just before we get to the job agency thing, I want to talk about Dez's reputation in the town. Because yes. something happens in it that I was like, oh, this is fucking crazy. I don't remember this. So everyone's kind of talking about... Like, Gus does seem to be... A big deal in the town. Like he's he's yeah he's, he's very respected. He's very respected. He's, um, like everybody knows who he is. There's a whole point where there's like Matt Damon's been giving like an internship in the hospital for the summer. Yeah, and it's like oh your your dad asked so of course yeah. So there's a scene where it's like just after the factory has been shut, just before the factory has been shut down, but after everyone finds out. Or they're doing like a volunteer day for the like volunteer fire department. Oh, with the hoses! With the hoses. Oh my god! Yeah, Jesus Christ! <laughs> this watch was, watch was, this scene was, in the movie. I was watching this like, what the fuck is happening here? So they have all these hoses, like fire hoses, which are yeah. like they're really powerful. Yeah, and um, <laughs> they they have like four teams of guys, uh-huh. and they have a big ball. They're playing like hose football. Yeah, yes. where they just like. It's like tug of war, but with the hoses on the yeah, big inflatable where, ball. Yeah, where they're just shooting the ball with the hose, trying to push it towards the other team. And then what does Gus do, Sean? What does Gus do? Gus has like anger of his breakdown. Yeah, he has like like a PTSD breakdown and just starts spraying a guy. Like spraying a guy to the point that the guy is tumbling. Yeah, he's like trying... on the ground. And it goes on like so long. Yeah. That you like as it's not like a. Five seconds, he's gone like slightly too far, and then he stops it. It's like 15, 20 seconds of an actor getting sprayed with a hose yeah. as he's tumbling, and then Matt Damon has to like tackle his dad. Yeah, has to like pull him away. Um, insane. Jesus Christ! Um, yeah, that was good. I liked that part. Yeah, yeah, that was something happened. That's kind of the bit you're like, oh, Brian, and he is losing his mind yeah. when he does this because he's kind of keeping it low down until yeah. then. And then another scene that's great is, I think it's before this, is he goes, to, he like skips work and everyone's like a big deal that he's not in work that day because he never, yeah, he never and skips he, work. And he goes to a job agency and it's just soul destroying because mm. it's just like, yeah, this would be the practicality for so many people in these like Pennsylvania and Rust Belt states like in that time when, when the factory closed. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. And he like he's talking about like the agent or whatever is asking him about his service and she's like oh you were in the korean war and he's like no world war Two. and she says don't tell anybody that because they'll think that you're too old yeah yeah damn it's fucked 
I want to talk about Billy a little bit. Billy! Yeah. Billy is... You're Sean coded. Billy is a dickhead. Not Sean Billy is an asshole. I was worried you would like Billy. I, I kind of liked Billy at first. I thought he was kind of funny. And then he punches a union worker when they're Ooh. striking. And I'm like, oh shit. I didn't cough. That was Billy that That was Billy who did oh, that. Oh, fuck Billy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was just being a little rascal. And I was like, yeah, Sean, he's, likes, he's being, Sean likes a little rascal. Yeah, a little, a little stinker. A little, yeah. a little, little kind of bad lad. Um, I didn't realize he was him who punched a union. Yeah, no. Was, Not Sean Coda. John, Sean loves no, unions. I love Shadow to the union um i would never punch a union <laughs> yeah billy is one of gus's friends who also works in the factory and like not even friends i would tell like someone he has to work with so they tolerate each other sure yeah, yeah. but he's just what is it he does in the opening he like goes to a he goes to one of those like um he goes to one the of newspaper those newspaper the old school newspaper things and it's a like a quarter yeah and it goes in and he doesn't pull it out in time yeah so then he takes three newspapers yeah so he's paid like for two and he takes three and then brian danny this is kind of what you get like i think it, this is actually a very good like organic way to kind of build gus's character mm. he goes and he pays for it being like so i'm extra living off that yeah he goes and he pays for it and then once he pays for it billy pays him back straight away oh i didn't cop that yeah 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 yeah, Billy's house burns down later in the movie. It doesn't burn down. Hmm? It gets arson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Billy, Billy did it, right? Billy burns the house the down for insurance. Yeah, money. that's yeah. the implication. Yeah. God. But yeah, it's just like, this has the bones. Now that we're actually talking about it, this has the bones to actually be a really decent movie. Yeah, there's... It feels like it's a script that was stretched for, to fill 90 minutes, almost like it was made for a channel that always shows movies, so they need a lot of cheap <laughs> movies on deck. Damn, but imagine could, one of those. You can imagine it being like a channel for one hour movie that's actually 40 minutes crab yeah. breaks. Yeah, you definitely, know? yeah. You could, cut, you could easily cut 20 minutes out of this film. You could easily cut half an hour out yeah. of this film. Matt, we have not talked about Matt Damon a lot in this. Matt Damon's no. storyline. Matt Damon's storyline is I have a bad relationship with my dad. It's a lot of him kind of like talking to people about his bad relationship with his dad, trying to find a job. His girlfriend does come, seem like come down, and she's very. I think she's well act like it's well acted, but also I think it's a well semi well written character where she doesn't really do much, but she's very kind of. She's like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Go to school. School's important. Do whatever you want, but just like, I understand you had a, you had a panic attack or whatever, but you can't just throw your life away just because you don't want to be a doctor. Yeah, I was like, fair, fair enough. He could be a surgeon. <laughs> he could be an architect. He could be an architect. <laughs> um, do you know what he's actually gonna be? What? Jason Bourne. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Threadstone are gonna get him. Threadstone are gonna get him. Um, yeah. And then I I did I did find it very funny that his name is Charlie in this Ooh. and. Charlie and Mystic Pizza also dropped out of college or was removed from college. Yeah. Yeah. It's all connected. It's all connected. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Brian Denny. So there's a time skip in this movie, which is badly handled. Yeah. Um, I, I had difficulty with kind of following that. You don't know how long it is. Yeah. But it's about the first about hour of the movie takes place, takes part and i say it about two or three weeks i would yeah. say maybe a month 
and then there's like an unknown long time skip but it, it's not that long the feeling I got that it was like I say it's like a month sure because there's a thing where they talk about they keep talking about Reagan in this um, <laughs> yeah. yeah Gus is convinced that Reagan becoming president he's gonna come in and he's gonna save the company and like it's a bit of a meme how much I hate Reagan yeah and I you know it's all Reagan's fault really yeah. this is all Reagan's fault right? no it's not but it's a bit this like this podcast is because of Ronald Reagan it is um but there's a bit in it where um, it's like 100 days of Reagan. So you're like, oh, this yeah. is like, it's like May or April by this stage. Yeah. So there's a time skip in it. It kind of starts to time skip as Gus is talking to Ed, the union, the kind of union rep. And Who has gotten a new job. He's got a new job in like a new factory. Is it the same factory, do you think, or is it a new factory? No, because it's in Connecticut. Yeah, it's, so a, it's new a new factory. factory. And this is kind of when you're like, Oh no, Gus is being... Yeah, Gus is not doing well. He's not doing well. He's also being a wee bit kind of anti-Japanese. Oh, yeah. he's like, I don't want to work for a Japanese person again. Yeah. Or company again. But Gus is very kind of like, I don't know if they will want you because... Ed is... Sorry, Ed is like, I'm not sure they will want you. Because Uh, because he says that they want new people who they can train in. Yeah. Um, Yeah. God, and yeah, this, this is the point where like... We start to see that Gus has started like drinking a lot. Um, he's not having a good time. The mother, who's not really had a role in this too so much. Yeah. Like she she has a scene with Matt Damon where she's kind of like, "What the heck's on up with you?" And he Wait tells a her. The mother is a teacher. No, she's not. She's a typist. She a typist. She doesn't work, and that's the big conflict they have. She's never uh, okay. worked before. Sure. Because it's the sixties and the seventies, yeah. women didn't work. And she, that's actually a good scene is he comes home, Gus comes home and sees the mother, who's like a very, she's a very famous actress. Oh, is she? Like, this is the weird thing about this movie. There's a lot of very famous actors. Yeah, that um, Ving, Ving Rhames plays Ed and he's great in it. Mm. Um, Martha Robinson. Like, she, I think she's an old, like, like everyone in this is like not an unknown who's like one of the yeah. older cast. Wait, is this her? She's in Carrie in Twin Peaks. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Bill is in Brokeback Mountain and Pearl Harbor. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And LA Confidential. Oh my God. And Ed is in... Oh, well, I'm saying Ed's in Pulp Fiction. He's Yeah, adult. Ed's in Ed's in a lot of stuff. He's Ed's in all a... the... Uh, what? Yeah. He's in... He's in like a bunch of the Mission Impossibles. Good for yeah. him. Um, and Piranha. Um, but yeah, it's... It's like... He, Gus comes home and sees the wife doing some like typing and he's like what are you doing and she's like oh I'm practicing because I'm going to go be a typist in the school and he's just like oh no like you I'm really sorry you feel like you have to do that but I'll sort it out and she's like no but like I want to I want to help out like because if you don't have a job this is something I can do and he's just so dismissive of it mm. um, yeah uh, yeah he, go, he does go to the school later on to like talk to her um, yeah. and try and patch things up and Done. It goes worse. Yeah, it only makes things worse. Yeah. Uh, but then I think, from what I remember then after that is the big confrontation between him and Matt. He threatens to kick the wife out. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And then he goes home when he's been like drinking and Matt Damon comes home and he's like, what the fuck? Dad? Yeah. And then I think this is the point that Matt Damon decides, I'm going to tell my dad I don't want to go to school. Mm. And... The fight is the worst bit of acting in the film, besides it's the... Te- it's terribly shot as well. Terribly... Sh- I don't think they... 
neither of them are particularly bad in it but it's just it feels like first scene kind of stuff yeah um, or like first take there's a scene where Matt Damon cheats on his his girlfriend which yes, is yes there is so one unnecessary yeah like, it, doesn't it, doesn't, any, it, it doesn't add anything and it never really comes up again yeah. either um, and it's like his ex-girlfriend who she's been so anti him suddenly is like drunk and is like hitting on him and he goes for it and they make out a little and then he's like no nah, I, I can't do this I have a girlfriend yes yeah. that's 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 the, that conflict done yeah um but yeah they have this big fight on the stairs about hitting each other and Matt Damon's just like oh this is a child that's scared of their father yeah I think uh, it's not terrible. So I think I think the acting th- in this scene was fine. Yeah, it was all right. It's not like gonna win an Oscar or anything for a TV movie mm. where they probably like didn't get to prep for it. That they much. had like twenty minutes to shoot this. Yeah. before they before whoever lives in the house had to come home. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, and then there's like the last, you know, is that when so when his house goes on fire? Yeah. No. So after yeah after that after he throws Matt Damon down the stairs and he's like oh shit I'm sorry I didn't mean to that's when they get the call that Billy's house has gone on fire and Matt Damon like brings him to the to the house he's he's on the volunteer fire team as well yeah um, but uh, Gus should not have Gus was not sober he should not have been in charge of fighting that fire he helped Billy yeah and then yeah the only kind of last major scene is, is the he, scene in the lake house yeah the scene where he goes out on the boat yeah Matt Damon and he touched yeah um, so they have this big confrontation um, where Matt Damon like Matt Damon's woken up by the mother and God, remember that scene where like it's after he, Gus threatens to kick the wife out and she kind of comes back and I think it's implied it's been a few days and the, the he's like I want to see you in your nightdress oh my something? god yeah he talks about how beautiful she is and yeah. Shit. yeah and I was like is he about to fucking kill himself because yeah. that was the implication I thought yeah. um, I thought I I thought that that's what he was like it was implied that that's what he was doing at the lake house that's what that, I think he yeah. was going to do that yeah because yeah. he like rose out into the middle of the lake or with whatever. the katana oh did he have the katana with yeah. him I didn't, I didn't notice that yeah I, I think he did anyway sure because I think he froze it overboard sure but Matt shows up save the day Matt shows up save the day by really <laughs> drowning fucking, by drowning yeah. and like then, in fucking Fellowship of the Ring yeah yeah. and then the dad rows over and gets him and then this is when you if I had to, to doctor this script they should set up this story earlier sure which is it turns out that the, the Dez and Charlie have lived all their life with this story of their dad and it's mentioned early on in the movie. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, where it's like, yeah, yeah. Gus did something during the war. That yeah, he was, earned a medal. He earned a medal. And you find out the story of how he earned the medal where there was this Japanese sniper that he like found and killed with his own bayonet and that's the yeah. katana he has. And he kind of goes like, you know the story I have? And Charlie's like, yeah, yeah, I know the story. And he's like, it's all bullshit he had done he had been out of bullets and he committed like yeah a hard carry is yeah. that how it's pronounced? hard carry hard carry and then I just killed him yeah and he's like oh I should have even granted him an honourable death but I couldn't even do that and I'm like mm. you put him out, yeah. out of his misery no, I think that's, I think you did the right thing <laughs> yeah and then, then it fixes their relationship yeah and then they're fine and the movie's over yeah the movie's done <laughs> yeah it's just done it's just done yeah um god yeah. there's no box office to talk about yeah it just it just exists to fill it just time. Happens. It just happens. Yeah. Like, like. I don't know what Turner Classic Movies 
like deal is or whatever. They got to step it up. Let's Google Turner Classic Movies, sure. shall we? Let's I think they do... I, I could be wrong on this, but I think they do a load of like like Hallmark Christmas-style films as well. So, oh, it's... I think there were... You know how like HBO now is like... like if they do Succession, they do Game of Thrones. Yeah. I think they were, they were like HBO when HBO was originally set up, you know? Where they would just show movies. Okay, sure. Um, It seems to be, I think... Oh, do you know what they are? What? They are owned by Warner Brothers. I think they used to show all the Warner Brothers movies oh, on TV. Okay. TV. So obviously they, they, their function no longer exists because streaming exists. Yeah. But I, I guess, actually, to go back to one of the conceits for the show, for an era of TV and Hollywood that doesn't exist anymore, the concept of having a channel that's always showing movies has, has a value in the 90s that yeah. doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. And they're like they're they are still around like film four and stuff like that mm-hmm. do still exist mm-hmm. but like I don't think they're going to for long. Film four I think will exist for a long time because it's paid for by British, like TV mm. license in and the they, UK. They like produce films as well. They produce films. They they have they've made some very good movies. Film four. Yeah, they made Attack the Block, which was great. Yeah, I think they made Ex Machina. Oh really? Yeah, oh, wow. I could be wrong, but I think I think because they're government funded. Sure. Like they do a lot of movies, like kind of what like say Netflix is doing now, where Netflix will like, or like Apple TV, where like a big budget movie and they'll contribute a bit of their um, a bit of the funding. Okay. I think they do a lot of that. Sure. And then eventually we'll be like, like you say, hey, you know how the new Martin Scorsese movie um, is being made by like Apple. It's made me so they're gonna they're gonna put it into theaters, but then when it's out of theaters, it goes on Apple. Yeah. Which I think is the that, that's fine. Whatever. I think that's the best way to do it, where it's like let it make its money back and then put it on Apple. Mm. Um, like would say um, the the new uh, Glass Onion. That's what they did. They, yeah, they they only had it in cinemas for like a week though. Right? They uh, they're gonna put um, Killers of the Moonflower out for like a month. Yeah, oh, I'm I'm oh, day, day one. one. Yeah, I'm day going one. to see that shit. That's going to fucking rock. Um, we need to go to see that with Matthew. Uh, I've started reading that book. That book is really good. So. Hell yeah! I read about first, the first third. Um, anyway, let's not talk about other movies. But like, yeah, it's yeah. a function that no longer exists. I understand why this movie. I understand why it exists, or movies like this exist. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to watch this. You don't. You you don't. No, it is available for free, so you can if you want to. You can if you want to. You can skip around. The acting is not bad. It's not bad enough to warrant drinking a drinking game playing it. It's not, like, fun enough for that. Yeah. It just kind of happens. I watched Fast and Furious 7 for the first time the oh, other day. Oh, Sean's doing uh, Fast and Factorial. Yeah, I've had, to, I've had to kind of take a little break because I've been super busy over the last few weeks, but mm-hmm. I'm now on summer holidays mode. Mm-hmm. Fast and Furious 7 is my favorite one yet. Um, I heard that's a popular opinion. I have got a drinking game ready, so once I'm doing the last... The last viewing, I will. I will have people over to oh, to, to partake. That happened a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it just doesn't need to exist. If you're following along to watch this because you're like, I want the context for when these two are talking about it. You don't. You don't need it. Yeah. Like we've talked about it. I've we've talked about it for a long. Well, we did do like twenty minutes of filler. Yeah. Um, it's not filler. This film also does a lot of filler, yeah. so it's appropriate. It's fine. Um, because like. There's gonna be movies that we watch that just 
don't exist and mm. this is one of them yeah. and we'll do our two hour episode when we get to the borns but <laughs> at the moment we're in the doldrums motherfuckers yeah we're we're stuck here we've got school ties coming up next no i think that could be good that could be i think that could be good because it's got brendan it's got ben it's brendan fraser oh really it's one of his first breakout movies oh cool yeah um but yes before we start now that what's your last thing you want to say on um well let me let me check my notes and see if there's anything here that has not been touched on i think in terms of acting matt damon is not bad in this i'm not singing his praises either he's fine he's all right he's fine um uh the yeah the yeah it's sorry i found the line that he says when he's talking about when he's talking to his wife at the end yeah he says i want to see you with the light on so, I thought that was kind of oh, kind of cringe, but kind of kind of sweet. Yeah. Um, the, I looked up with the director of this movie, mm-hmm. just as TV. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. No one in this is. I will say, Brian Dennehy does play it well. He, he does. He's yeah, a he good, does a good job. He, you can tell he's a very good actor, and when he's doing the big scenes, it's good. Yeah. Matt Damon is like. He's not incredible, but he's not so bad. I'm like, how the fuck did he ever act again? Yeah. You know. There's yeah. actors in this and I'm like, how the fuck do you I hope we didn't act again. <laughs> and he's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, Ving Rhames is great in it. Um, he's very good. Yeah. yeah. If you want to watch a movie like this that is better, American Factory on Netflix. It's a actual factory. Have you seen American Factory? No, I haven't. American Factory is very good. I think you would like it. Yeah. it. It was the first movie produced by Barack and Michelle Obama's production company. Oh, cool. Um, it is about an actual factory it's an old General Motors factory that was bought by a Chinese like billionaire and they make glass for cars. Sure. And it's just about the like struggles of two cultures like this melding together and doing stuff. But it's like you have characters like Gus who are old factory heads who are now working in this new factory and they're trying to just get grips with it and they can't and you have like union representation and like it's they ha- they thread the needle pretty well i think of okay yes the owners are a chinese company but they don't make it that like they're villains because they're chinese they are sure. chinese they're like they're kind of villainous because capitalism if that yeah. makes sense uh, i really recommend it. i think it's really good i watched it one night and i was like oh i'm surprised this is a very engrossing documentary for myself okay. um it's that time yeah rankings Unless you have anything else you want to say? No, I've got nothing else. We've all oh we've been trying. Yeah, <laughs> and we've been trying to fill time. Yeah. Um, when we say fill time, it's because we don't we don't want there to be a massive discrepancy between the the movies we don't like and the movies we do. Yeah, because yeah. that's not fair to you guys who are listening to this. If we mm. gave you like a twenty minute episode, um, yeah. So that's why. Yeah. That's uh, why this is an hour and something. Something. Yeah, we'll see um, once once I've edited it. Yeah uh rankings my rankings i'm very interested for this number one mystic pizza yeah again far above the other two it's the only movie we've like oh yeah field of dreams was instant field of dreams was nominated for best picture we, yeah <laughs> i'm worried that we are gonna yeah. get roasted for our field of dreams hot takes i don't care i know you don't care <laughs> okay i agree with you with number one number two yeah field of dreams really yeah I like Field of Dreams more than I, I like this. this. This is number two for me. Number three, Rising Sun. I 
I thought about it a lot. Like, for me, this is number two because it was made for TV. And I feel like the function of it being made, it did that function well. Sure. I found myself pausing Field of Dreams more because I was exasperated with it. Yeah. If that See, makes sense. Yeah, I, I put Field of Dreams higher purely because, like, there technically are... Technically, it's better. Technically, it's better. There are more crazy things happening in it that, yeah. like... There were points in the movie where I was like, oh, what the fuck is going on? But I never really felt bored in the same way that I did with Rising Sun. Rising Sun's a boring movie. Yeah. But... I don't know, I think it's like, it's your expectations going into it. For me, like, for me, if it's a pure enjoyment thing, they're about even. Sure. I think, like, my gut says Rising Sun's number two, but that's, that's not going to last much yeah. longer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I gave it three stars on Letterboxd, but I'm very generous with Letterboxd. It's probably two and a half. Yeah, but I, I think gave I would the, give it like two, two and a half. I gave Field of Dreams two and yeah. a half as well I think I give it two and a half yeah no it's in terms of my my enjoyment of the movie Sean loves writing chaos Sean loves chaos in the films yeah, so if something is yeah. stupid Sean's always going to write it higher but for me if it's something Rising Sun pissed me off less than Field of okay, Dreams that's that fair. makes sense yeah um these are gonna get fucking contentions. Oh yeah, right they here. are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. When when Sean puts the boards on the last five. When I put um Jay and Silent Bob strike back number one every week from here on, from the point we watch it out, then. If you don't like Goodwill Hunting, we're gonna have words. Yeah. <laughs> have you I, seen? I have not seen Goodwill Hunting, so I have no idea. Oh, this podcast might get count. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. No. Um. Do we have a Matt Damon fact this week? Do we have Matt Damon fact this week? The problem with the Matt Damon facts on IMDb yeah. is... Some of them are bad. Some of them are bad, but some of them are also the same fact. Okay. So, like, there's a lot of them. <laughs> like, everyone's... Like, so, like, the one yesterday, or last last week, I should say, last pod, was about him and Ben Affleck. Yeah, just that they are friends. Yeah. Um, and, the, like, the first one was so good where it's like he turned, turned on Harvey Dent because it's something you just yeah, wouldn't know. Yeah, that's fun. So, like, you're going to get two this week because the, the next one is he, he is real-life best friends with Matt with Ben Affleck. Again? Okay, sure. Each starring, each have starred or had cameos in each other's movies. Like, that is the same fact. Everyone knows this. That is a known, yeah, that's, that is a known yeah. fact about Matt Damon. So, we're going to do the next one, which is he dropped out of Harvard 12 credits shorts of graduating to presume his acting career. I wonder if that's reflected in any of the movies he has made. He's still not... Ha- I will tell you in the movie he drops out to film. Okay. We are not there yet. Sure. The movie we are watching next, because thank you for uh, setting me up, Sean. Yeah, School Ties. School Ties, which I don't know that much about. Do you? Uh, I know it's set in a school. I know it's got Brendan Fraser in it. Woohoo! It's got Ben in it. Woohoo! It's got Matt Our first Ben Matt movie. Our first Ben and Matt movie, yeah. yeah. Second Ben and Matt movie, because Ben is also in Field of Dreams. Se- ben is technically also in Field of Dreams. Yeah. So it is the 1992... Uh, movie. This is what the description of School Ties is before we get started. Just because you're accepted, it doesn't mean you belong. That's the oh, shit. like a what is tagline. It? Tagline. Thing. Yeah. Um, when David Green receives a football scholarship to a prestigious prep school in the 1950s, he feels pressured to hide the fact that he is Jewish from his classmates and teacher, fearing they may be anti-Semitic. Oh, Ooh, where are the people okay. talking about this movie? Okay. 
He quickly becomes a big man on campus thanks to his football skills, but when his Jewish background is discovered, his worst fears are realised and his friends turn on him with violent threats and public ridicule. Oh my god. Oh, we shouldn't be discussing this movie. Let's skip this one. <laughs> no! Look how young Matt Damon looks. He Aww. is a child. Child. So my favourite thing about this year of Matt Damon movies we watched is my little cousin. He's not little. He's like a, a year and a half younger than me. Sure. But he's my little cousin. Um, <laughs> I think my little cousin looks so like Matt Damon really? at this age. Yeah, he does not appreciate the comparison. He's like, I don't. And I'm like, you do. Damn. You do, Leon. Shout out to Leon. You're never listening to Shout this. Shout out to Leon. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I did my preparation for, for this one. I so went, yes, yeah. I'm sorry. You were yeah. saying that at the start. I oh, shit. Asked. I forgot to. Yeah, no, I, I went had dinner with my dad. It was a nice time. It was chill. What did you um, do for your preparation for this one? Uh, I have already done my preparation for school ties. What did you went to a school? I have been a teacher for the past <laughs> several months. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm I'm done now. Gorgeous. Sean's a very great teacher. I haven't. He hasn't taught me anything. Um, <laughs> I've tried to teach you about Neil Breen, but her mind was closed. My mind was not closed. My mind was <laughs> wide open, and I was tired. <laughs> so sleepy. Um, but yes, join us next week when we're doing um, school ties. Yeah. I have no idea what fucking song I'm going to put at the end of this because there's no music in this. It's The River by Bruce. Is that in this? No, but it's appropriate. Sure, I'll put the... Why not? Have you listened to The River by Bruce? I don't think so. The River by Bruce. Um, Hot take. The River is Bruce Springsteen's best song. Sure. It is about someone who um, lives in a small Pennsylvania town where there's a factory and it is about him knocking up his high school girlfriend when they're 17 and then he has to get a union job and it's him reflecting about like I could have done something with my life but now I'm just forced to stay in the town I'm from all my life and occasionally I go down to the river so I can remember my hopes and dreams of my youth damn that's appropriate yeah enjoy Yay. enjoy that one that's going to be coming in right now um but before it comes in uh thanks always for people who uh oh shit yes and we have to do this the show i really appreciate it please review us on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the podcast thank you sean for doing the editing for the show because i don't want to do the editing for the yeah. show and <laughs> we recorded in uh, his living room while you were in the kitchen this week yeah. um so that's handy uh thank you me who writes all the funny stuff <laughs> in the captions i need to get better at writing stuff for the cap i was yeah, we're fine. Yeah. Um, thank you, Molly, uh, for doing the cover art for the show, linked down below, and our friend Adam for doing the intro music, also linked down below. Um, again, yeah, tune in next week for um, school ties and happy Tuesday because this happy is the week because we've decided oh, yeah, we're we've doing decided, the Tuesdays. Yeah, we've decided when we're actually releasing these yeah. episodes. And we're I going, like. Yeah. We're going to release one soon. For us, it is the twenty eighth of May. We're mm-hmm. meant to really. We need to get on to the others to do good jobs <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. gonna finish writing the blurb for the first episode zero I have put a dropped one in have you yeah. into the yeah into the spreadsheet oh I will check yeah and on um yeah Gucci now, harmonica now, t- harmonica now, yeah. time now the river starts <laughs>
Uh, Hannah, get rid of these, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Happy first, happy Memorial Day weekend. Sure, is that what this weekend is? That's what this weekend is. Cool. Do I have work tomorrow? Yes. Am I having a can? Yes. Yeah, I don't. I'm done for the summer now. Congratulations. I'm I'm finally going to get back to my... uh, Tomfoolery shenanigans and... Yeah, last summer when I was working... I tried to play all the Final Fantasy games and I got like two games in and I was like Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Prost. I got like two games in. Um, That's not terrible. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna sit in there on the big purple beanbag. Uh-huh. Get the CRT TV going. Oh shut C- up. Final Fantasy on the CRT. Games done quick on the big TV. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's not I'm just gonna be trying not to get fired. <laughs> You've done a good job so far. Three days. Um, <laughs> okay. But yes, let me. Let's do this thing. <clears throat> I'm so hyper. I need to calm down. I need. To, I need to chill. This is definitely going at the start of the episode. Me yeah. Being like. Yeah. 